0: Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. This program is sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries. Today we conclude our three-part series entitled Healing a Broken Heart. This series was created by Dr. Jennings when he spoke to a very appreciative audience at the Chapel Oaks Seventh-day Adventist Church in Shawnee, Kansas, not too long ago. On our first two programs, we learned that when dealing with a broken heart, whether that heart was broken by the death of a loved one, divorce, loss of dreams, or one of the many other ways that our hearts can be shattered, there are steps we need to take to save both our sanity and our sense of reality. Step number one, stand your ground. Don't run away from pain. Lean into it. Step two, be truthful. Don't depend on how you feel to create your reality. Step three, enlarge your perspective to include trusting God with outcomes. Step four, move on. Say goodbye. Create a new future for yourself by letting go of the past. Now we join Dr. Jennings for the next step for healing, A broken heart. Let's listen. Step five. Be hopeful. Hopeful here and hopeful for
1: eternity. Hopeful here and hopeful for eternity. This is helped by a perspective, by stepping back and seeing that larger view. A few years ago, I went to attend the the funeral of the mother of a friend of mine. And as I was expressing some condolences to him, he reached out, put his hand on my shoulder and said, It's okay. I know in whom my mother has believed and I know where she is and I know I will see her again which stood in sharp contrast to those patients of mine who don't believe in God when they lose a loved one, they say, I know I'll never see my mother again. Step six, forgive and learn. Forgive and learn. Forgive others, forgive self, and learn from experience I had a lady at church came to see me after a class I was teaching and she told me how her daughter had gotten married recently and the man that her daughter married was now beating her daughter. Her daughter would come over and have black eyes, fat lips, and be bruised and battered. And, 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 And now you understand, the lady who is telling me this, she has not been hit. She has not been brutalized. She has not even been spoken badly to. It's her daughter that's been hit. Yet this lady had incredible amounts of anger, resentment, Bitterness. I tell you this to help you see the insidiousness of sin. You see, sin against her daughter had planted a seed in her heart of bitterness, resentment, anger. And if that seed is not rooted out, it will grow up into a fruit in her heart that she will harden her heart and she will eventually become like the man who beats her daughter. Do you see that? The only weapon God has given us to get that seed out of our heart Forgiveness. We forgive those who do us wrong. It is by forgiveness that we remove from our hearts those seeds of resentment, hatred, bitterness, demand for vengeance, hostility. We remove that from our hearts. And I have an entire talk that I do on the seven myths of forgiveness. It's on the website. You can, you can listen to that for free. Uh, we also have a chapter in my book on the seven myths of forgiveness. But there are seven myths that people hold that impair their ability to forgive. But it's important we learn to forgive. Many of you have heard the story of Corrie ten Boone. How she and her family hid Jews during Nazi Germany in Holland. And how they were caught and sent to concentration camps. And how she and her sister were brutalized over time. And eventually one German soldier particularly brutal killed her sister. And then how afterwards, Cory Ten Boone went through Europe giving uh, talks, inspirational talks about God and Christ and His interventions in her life. And, and in the 1960s, after one of these talks, she was walking down the aisle and a man came down the aisle with his hand extended asking her forgiveness. And it was the German soldier who had killed her sister. She describes how in her heart she had this anger, this rage, this desire to pounce on him and strangle him. But she realized in her judgment, feelings, feelings tempting, she realized in her judgment that this was not Christ-like, that she was in a desperate struggle, and she sent one of those emergency prayers. Anybody ever had an emergency prayer? Okay, She said in an emergency prayer, Father, I need your help. Help me forgive. And she said at that point, it took every ounce of her willpower, power of choice, she chose to extend her hand. And as their hands grasped, she describes, it was like bursting of a giant bubble. All the anger, all the resentment. And she had an overwhelming peace that had come upon her. And she was freed herself by forgiving him. The question in this whole process, and the reason many people have a difficult time forgiving, as they have a difficult time accepting that they have made mistakes. And I'm talking about forgiving themselves. They look back and they go, how could I have been so stupid? How could I have done this? They, they continue to beat themselves up. I, I knew better. Why did I do this? We have to remember the difference between the mature and the immature, the healthy and the unhealthy, the mature healthy people and the immature unhealthy people. The unhealthy and immature are not the ones who make all the mistakes, and the mature healthy are not the ones who never make mistakes. No, everybody makes mistakes. The difference is that the mature, healthy people, when they make the mistakes, number one, accept responsibility, take ownership, to the best of their ability, repair, heal the damage that their mistakes have caused, forgive themselves and repent before God, and learn from their mistakes so they don't continue to repeat them over and over again. The immature, unhealthy, take no responsibility. Externalize blame others. It wasn't me. It was that woman you gave me. I didn't do anything wrong. If you put her here, I would never take that fruit. Externalize blame others. Never learn and continue to repeat the same mistakes over and over again because they don't learn from those mistakes. We must forgive and learn. Step seven. As we stand our ground, as we pursue the truth, as we enlarge our perspectives, as we move on pressing toward the mark, as we are hopeful, As we forgive and learn, step seven, put God first. Keep the focus on knowing God. Get to know him, his method, his principles, his motives. Try to understand God's problems. Did you know God has problems? Understand his problems, what he is trying to accomplish, that he is working to heal us all. And then as an intelligent friend, join him in his work. Choose to follow Him, pursuing the mind of Christ, who did not think equality with God was something to be grasped, but gave it all up, surrendering Himself all the way to the cross. Become a giver. Engage in ministries. Engage in service. Seeking to use your time, your energies, your resources, your talents, your education to benefit others, to uplift others. Take the focus off of your injuries, your losses, your emptiness, your heartache. Seek to lift up another, to heal another, to minister to others as God directs in your life. And in so doing, we move from victory to victory and are freed from fear, freed from the lies about God, freed from the domination of the selfish nature, freed to become real friends of God who, like Moses, now notice Moses, age 40, murders an overseer, practicing survival of the fittest methods. Age 80, something has happened. He's walked with God. He now says, you can take my name out of the book willing to give his life to protect others. Or Saul of Tarsus, who prior to Damascus Road is willing to beat, imprison, stone others. But after Damascus Road, he writes in Corinthians, I would gladly give my life that my fellow Jews might be saved. Something has changed. Something is different. Those in Revelation 12 described as ready to meet Jesus when he comes, those ready to see him face to face, those ready to take that fiery chariot ride into heaven, these are they who do not love their life so much as to shrink from death. Selfishness and fear have been replaced with love for God and love for others. Now is the time to think and to reason. Now is the time to weigh the evidence. Now is the time to decide. To decide whether to accept God's invitation of friendship with Him. Are you tired of hurting? Are you tired of the heartache? Are you ready to experience the healing which only God can give? Then I invite you to say yes to God. Now is the time to rise up over insecurity, over feelings of fear, over the concern of what others think and choose to open your heart to God. Have you ever been hurt? Has your heart ever been broken? Have you ever felt pain so real it felt like your insides were being ripped out? Sadness so deep you were sure you would drown and never see the sunlight of happiness again. Well, I can tell you that whatever your heartache Whatever your pain, whatever your discouragement, it can be healed. No matter how bad the pain, don't give up. No matter how dark the depression, don't give in. No matter how high the hellish shadows of despair, don't surrender, but come to Christ. For when we put our life in Christ's hands, we can never be placed in a position for which God has not made provision. Whatever may be our situation, we have a divine helper to lead us to peace. Whatever our problems, we have a counselor to comfort our hearts. Whatever our sorrow, bereavement, or heartache, we have a sympathizing friend. Gracious Heavenly Father, we open our hearts to you now and we pray for your healing. Take the broken pieces of our hearts, heal them back into your original design, comfort us, restore us, help us experience your love that we now can become channels, conduits of your love, love others as you have loved us, we pray in your holy name,
0: amen. Thank you, Heritage Singers, for bringing our three-part presentation, Healing a Broken Heart, to a close so beautifully. The series was taken from a live presentation that Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings shared at the Chapel Oaks 7th Avenue Church in Shawnee, Kansas. Friends, I invite you to the CommonReason.com website, where you'll find many, many resources to help you come to grips with this life, while generating hope for the life to come. Dr. Jennings and his ministry team have created a large library of podcasts, videos, Bible studies, sharing tracks, books, and other materials designed from the ground up to help us all understand God and our place in this world. And, if you become a member of the Common Reason family, which is free by the way, There are audio versions of some of Dr. Jennings' books to listen to, again, at no charge, as well as many benefits to enjoy. Just go to the website commonreason.com and sign up. It's that easy. I hope you'll take advantage of this invitation. This program was sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries. Until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Dr. Tim Jennings wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone.